thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam, and I'm here without Damian Christoph and Brett Hill. That way, I can actually talk about them, make fun of them. But I'm here, actually, in Birmingham on the road. This is the one of the very first, I think, the Wellness Guys on the road, other than the Wellness Summit. But I'm here with someone really special. I mean, every time we get together, we're always in the same city and speaking on the same uh, seminars. And I thought, you know what? What a perfect time. Without the guys, without the girls, which come out for a chat, I have Sydney O'Meara, who's obviously one of the best downloaded podcasts from the Wellness Guys, and people just love to hear you. Last time we did it, I think we had to spread it over two podcasts because it was just so interesting and people just wanted to hear more. So welcome to the Wellness Guys show again. Thank you. All by ourselves. Yeah. I know. It's it's a weird environment. So right now we're in this empty room. (laughs) With uh, just a table and chair, and no one's here, and it's quiet for yeah. once. You know, we've been, you know, we've been uh, speaking at a, uh, a conference, the United Chiropractic Association conference here in Birmingham, and it's been 500 people. So it's been loud noises all all day yesterday, and the music's been loud and pumping. There's so much energy, um, so it's great to kind of just get this peace and quiet here, uh, just me and you. So it's uh, and without the boys and without the girls, which is kind of weird. <laughs> but you know, I think I want to take this interview a little bit differently. You know, obviously everybody wants to hear from you and loves your nutritional stuff and all the programs. I'd love to talk maybe about your new program too at the end. I love to dive into that. But right now, I really want to get into to knowing you, Cindy. I mean, uh, we've I've known you for at least I've heard a lot about you for the last ten years or so. But we kind of know each other for about four or five years now. And I did this interview with you. I remember that. With yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, we were doing it right uh, with, with your friends at um, Andrea's uh, house in the farm. We did this video interview, mm. and uh, and that's when we got started. But over the years, you just you know just expanding and growing, and you know building so much fan base but i also want to know the mom you know because your daughters and you know you got some you got kids uh, who are living their own life now um and and having a journey but love to because i know a lot of our listeners are moms or dads and their parents and they they struggle with not only their own health or their health journey but they're also the struggle with you know with their kids and and how to get them to be inspiring health advocates when they grow up you know i got two young kids and i want you know sometimes i think if you push them too much they they kind of rebel against you and i just love to to know your balance and how you how you got started um, so let's start right back from the beginning okay so right back from the beginning you you grew up in a family of health practitioners I and mean, you know, i believe your dad was a chiropractor and you married a chiropractor so how did that journey start for you like were, were you raised in a very healthy environment uh, yeah a, you know dad was a pharmacist yeah. um, before oh, he started chiropractic yeah. And I think he saw both sides of the healthcare model. So he saw the the model where we treat disease, and then he saw the model where a vitalistic type of health, where you know the body has an innate intelligence, give it the right resources, in, get rid of all interference, as in you know removing vertebral subluxations, and the body will look after itself, except in a in a life threatening situation. So because of that, he chose not to give us any antibiotics any painkillers he wanted the body to deal with it so that as we got older the body would be able to deal with the bigger pains in life whether they be psychological mental or or physical and and you know that whole environment really I think set the stage I'm what you call an outlier I'm someone who's been I was born at the right time to the right parents in the right environment in a time before 
you know, vaccinations were huge and drugs were huge, but they were beginning. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if I call myself lucky, but I'm an outlier. I have, I've been able to, you know, and there are people out there that are outliers because of those situations that they were put into. And then my mum, you know, her father was an organic farmer in the 40s and 50s when chemical revolution had just started. And Everybody thought he was an idiot, crazy. You know, he was the crazy world, as we've been hearing um, through this conference. And I think that influence of both sides of my family enabled me to look at the world differently. Um, But you know what? I look back what I did as a mother, even as a pregnant woman and as a mother, and I look back now and I wish I knew what I knew then, what I know now, because I feel like I didn't do my best. Yeah. You know, it's, it's... Well, it's interesting to hear you say that because I think it's a relief for a lot of listeners right now to say, oh my God, Cindy O'Meara was not perfect, you know, and, and to, that uh, you wish you knew all the stuff that you know now. And I think that's, the, that's life, isn't it? It's, it's that we continue to do that way. We're learning more each and every single day of our lives. And yeah, as a world and society, we're moving towards that. And yes, is the world in trouble? Yeah, I, th- I think you and I will mm. agree that it is. But at the same time, because of the struggle that we're having with the majority of the population, there's also these outliers now mm. that are creating this movement of, you know, seeking for the truth, seeking for authenticity, <laughs> and also the of like companies that are actually doing the right things, like yourselves, and providing products that people really need. And and so I think it's pushing that side of things and actually creating that. So it's great to hear that that, that you had some challenges too. Mm. So when you raised your kids, how did you? You know, what, what were some of the strategies that you did? What was going through your mind when you were raising the, your kids? Well, if I can go back, because, you know, there was another partner in this, and, and this was my husband, who Howard O'Meara, who's a chiropractor, and I met him the first day of chiropractic college because, you know, I did two years of chiropractic college, and we met that, that day one. Wow. And he came from a very medical background, you know, where he ate sausages and bread. That's all he ate. He was a loaf of bread, pack of sausages a day man. He used medications. um, And, you know, we came together as a couple with two very different values. And I remember him saying to me about two years after Brogan, our oldest, was born, he said to me, you know, I didn't know what you were doing. You know, I just trusted what you were saying that was the right thing to do. You know, through my pregnancy, I wouldn't do ultrasounds. I wouldn't. When I found out, you know, I found out a month before I'm about to have Brogan that you have to have vitamin K injections and you have to have Sintametrine. It's right. it's a given. Yeah. You're not even told. Yeah. So I find this out and so I do research and I, I, you know, put my life and my baby's life on the line saying, look, this is the research I've done. I don't think I need these. You know, there are some people that probably do, but I just felt that I didn't need them. So he had to trust me. And, you know, I think this is a deal breaker with some relationships is that if he's not trusting you or, or the, the female's not trusting the male, then it can split a marriage, it can split a family. And, and I know families that they have split. And let's say the father wants the best for the child in the way of food and health and, and they're doing their very best and the mother's going... I don't care, just have McDonald's, you know. So I actually believe in this day and age we need to have these conversations before we get married and before we have children. I just was fortunate that I had a husband that trusted me. Yeah, I think that's so true, though. You know, it's funny you say that because my my wife, Karen, when we first met, she was... She was very similar. I grew up in a family where my mom was a foot reflexologist. And so, you know, she, I, was, I grew up in a very alternative type of lifestyle. 
you know, I didn't, I hardly ever went to doctors. And my doctor, actually, my medical doctor was fortunate enough that he didn't give me antibiotics. He was, he was more into, goes, it's okay, you know, he's fine, you know, just let him ride it out. And so he was actually really good that way. And so my mom grew up in that, you know, Chinese traditional medicine stuff. Whereas my wife, Karen, when I first met her, she was, she had headaches every day. And she would take a, a well, in America it's Tylenol or Panadol every day, pretty much. And, uh, that, and I saw that. I was like, what are you doing? I, you know, to me, I didn't, yeah. that was not part of my realm, but, the, you know, that we met. And, and this is before chiropractic college, right? So this is before I was even a chiropractor. So I didn't know anything about, you know, how to solve this. I just, it's okay, well, that's your normal life. You have headaches. And it was not until I actually got into chiropractic college then I start to realize that, oh my God, there's, the, you know, hey, wait a second, maybe it's this thing. And then we started getting her adjusted and she didn't, and she's never taken a Tylenol since, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Like that was, you know, 18 years ago um, when we first met. So probably about, you know, 14, well, actually 16 years ago when I first started Carver College. So it's amazing. So the same kind of story, just is, those, oh, those polar opposites. And so, but because she went through the beginnings of like all the learnings, I went through chiropractic college very medically orientated as well mm-hmm. and so now we're going through those stories and journeys and she had to follow me through and she had to trust me as well in terms of the choices that we have to make as as mm-hmm. parents and it's uh, it's it definitely so true about making choices before even before marriage and having those conversations because they're really important decisions to make i think they're really important decisions and i talk to my my kids now you know they're in their 20s and i say to them you know when they are with a partner and i i say These conversations are really important because if you end up married and you haven't made these decisions, then it can be real trouble because you will be thinking, please don't do that to my child. And the the partner will do that to the child. Like I have a friend and she, and this was when my kids were little, and she was listening to me and how I brought up my children because I did bring up my children very differently. Mm. So she was listening to me how I brought up my children and she went home to her husband and she says, I I don't want to vaccinate the kids anymore and I don't want to give them antibiotics anymore. Well, he took the children and vaccinated them against her will. Mm. And he would give them antibiotics against her will. And I just thought, oh, wow, I, I think I'd really struggle with that one. And so, you know, the, the way I'm teaching my kids now is that you need to have these conversations. I don't know if my parents ever taught me that, that I should have had that conversation with Howard. Yeah. But I was really fortunate to have a man who was open to suggestion. And, and we know this in the health realm, that there are people who really look after themselves. And health insurance companies have indicated this. So they really look after themselves. And then there's the group that are open to suggestion. And I married someone open to suggestion. But then there's a group that the health insurance companies do not want to insure because they go, I'll do whatever I want. I'll eat, drink, smoke and take pills. You know, that's my life and whatever. And, and I, thank goodness I didn't marry somebody, you know, like that. Yeah. So now we're on the same page in every aspect of our, our children's growth, in, in every aspect of their upbringing. And he's a great dad. And they need their dads in their 20s and their mums in their 20s. So you don't, like, it's so funny. I was listening to a speaker and these vibers kept coming in because Casey, you know, yeah. Casey has done an elimination protocol because she had no motivation with exams and things like that. And so I said, honey, why don't you just really clean your body out and let's do an elimination and let's really eat simply for the next three to four weeks and let's see if your motivation comes back. And it did. 
so now she's into the beginning of introducing her foods and like she needs a time like a line with me and she's going mum you know what dairy should I introduce and I said well let's try dairy it may not work for you but let's do a goat's fermented (laughs) (laughs) see they need us yeah you know so that's great I mean I love this conversation because it's you know the senior mayor the mom you know it's great to see that you know you also have the challenges and your kids have challenges and stuff Mm. and it's just part of life and I think it's important for people to know that you know even though that you know we're considered as health experts that you know there's so many things out there and and we everybody's so different we're gonna have to tweak things to kind of make Mm. things happening so your journey as a mom going through those ages what was the biggest challenge that you think for you when going through the teenage years I I don't know Mm. I don't what what do you think was the biggest challenge for you raising kids you know teenage years weren't hard you know Mm. because I think we had spent so much time with our kids. And, and this is something I really would like to talk to young mums about. So I had six years of university. And I remember after Brogan was born, you know, I was going stir crazy. I wanted to use my brain. And I was, you know, googagagging with this kid. And, and then when the next one came along, once again, I wanted to use my brain. And it just got... It became to the point where it was unsurmountable for me to use my brain apart from being a mum. So what I would do is I'd get up at 4.30 in the morning and I would spend two hours working, Mm. um, writing, um, just trying to use my brain so that when the kids got up, I felt like I'd done something that was intelligent. And then I would be a total mum to them. Until they went to bed and then I would spend probably another two hours. Because at that stage, you know, Howard was up early. He'd go running. He'd then come home, go to work by 6, 6.30. So, you know, we, we kind of were ships in the night a little bit. And we've often spoken about this. And he, he says, you know, I, I really missed out on, on those kids growing up because he would work all day. And then he'd go and, and look at sports teams and work with sports teams. So I was bringing up those children a, a lot of the time. And, you know, for a young mum who's feeling like this, and I know they're out there, there's lots of them out there, It's such a short period of time. So it wasn't until my youngest was about 14 or 15 that while I was writing Changing Habits and I was doing all of those things, I couldn't really get into my career. So I I put my career on hold for 17, 18 years in a major way. And so when Tanya, my youngest, turned, you know, 14, 15, she's in her final years of school, I went, right, I'm ramping this up. And then by the time she'd finished school, which was only, what, two, three years ago, I was able to start travelling. So I believe the greatest gift that we can give as as mums and intelligent mums and dads is that we spend that time with our kids. And we took two years um, out of our life, my husband and I, and we took those three kids at the age of six, nine and 11, and we went travelling around Australia. We homeschooled them. We spent 24 hours a day, seven days a week as a family together. Now, I know a lot of families can't do that, but we made that choice to just escape and it was an escape because our son wasn't doing well at school he was really good at cheating really good that was his way of coping he was really good at cheating and and when he was in grade six a a teacher who was really an honest teacher said you know this is how he copes Mm. and so we went right this is what we have to do as a family we have to take him out of school we have to get him back up to scratch we had him diagnosed in the school system Mm. and he was grade three when he was grade six. So by the time we we got him back to grade six, we actually got him back up to grade nine in three years. And then he finished school, he did really well in his OP and 
And I think we have to do these things. Mm. Um, plus, you know, we taught them about food. We taught them. Um, we did a Christian um, homeschooling course. And, you know, if you send them to a Christian school, uh, you don't know what they're being taught. So I remember one day it was like, you know, the, the father is the head of the household and the mother should obey the father. And I went, oh, that is BS, you know. That is not right. We are equals in this household, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was able to teach them these principles i was seeing what they were being taught and i would go well let's talk about this (laughs) yeah that's fantastic i mean it's it's great to hear that you you know you had that journey and and be able to do that yes not most um, most parents may not be able to do that but i think it's about your your the key thing you just mentioned there is about really spending time with your kids and that's also part of that the healthy the healthy relationship that you have to have your kids and for them to kind of grow up because you know eating well and having great nutrition is is obviously fundamental you know for sure but there's also the other human component that we forget Mm -hmm. um they have to have that connection with their dads and their moms and also too i think it fluctuates i don't know would that happen to you as a mom like that you know sometimes the the kids at certain age gravitate to the moms and then they gravitate to the dads and then go back and forth did you find that oh definitely definitely like sometimes i'll be in favor and then howie will be in favor and and even now you know like how it'll be out of favor with one of the girls and then they'll need something that only a father can do (laughs) and you know what i i don't I don't think I get out of favour with the girls yeah. because he's always mom. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm always mom, and and not even Brogan, but you know Howie is an authoritarian, yeah. and sometimes that really you know gets their back up. But he's a he's a really he's an amazing father. He will do anything for them. He will fly to Perth when my daughter has nowhere to live, yeah. and find her a home. This right. this is you know what he will do, yeah. and that's what happened at the beginning of this year and. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, he'd do anything for them. Yeah. But they, sometimes they don't realize it. I don't think they realize it until later, you know, yeah. and, and I've recognized that too. I think, you know, we go through the age of teenage years and you always kind of just rebel against yeah. the parents, you know, oh, I think I know it right. And then in the 20s, when I went to university, you start to think, oh, okay, well, you know, you kind of miss your parents. And then, you know, when you, and then in your you know, late 20s and 30s, you start to go, you know what, my parents were pretty smart, <laughs> you know. And so I think it all comes full circle. And, yeah. and uh, I see that with my kids now, too, as well. So through your journey, I mean, those are some of the great challenges that you had to go through. So what would you give advice to the parents that are, you know, the young moms that are out there now from, you know, from let's go from a nutrition point of view, because I know that that's what mm. people want to hear. You know, from a nutrition point of view, where should they start? I mean, when a mom just sort of hears this for the first time and go, all right, I got these kids. I have barely any time for myself. I struggle with coping. You know, these kids are running around all the time. Where do, where does, how does someone start to kind of gain control or start to gain control of their healthy eating habits? The problem with when you're not eating well is that you are more stressed and you don't think as clearly. You know, just think about when you haven't had a good night's sleep or when you've gone out drinking. The next day, you are, you know, you're like this alter ego that doesn't, you don't think exists, but you become quite angry or mean to the kids or you have no tolerance to your family or anything. And so, it's not just like a coping mechanism, isn't it? Like you're talking about, the, you know, going out drinking, hanging with friends. Yeah. You think that that's going to solve the problem, but that's not the no. solve. That's the coping mechanism, mm-hmm. but we just got to get to the cause, right? Yeah, so number one, you know, I would look at the pantry. That's the first thing I would do is yeah. I would do a complete declutter of the kitchen. I'd look at the pantry, get changing habits, changing lives. Like mm. I always think, you know, it's an old book, like it's 1998, although I've updated it at 2007. 
but it's still the basics. Mm. It still teaches you about food and what the food industry does to our food. So get into that pantry and take away foods out of that pantry that are not going to give you health or your children health. And they may rebel, but you are the buyer. You are the one that goes to that grocery store. And if you can get away with not going to the grocery store without your children so that you make the choices, not the screaming children. Mm. And you can do that because there'll be times when the grocery store is open till midnight, 10 o'clock, and you can have the children in bed. Your husband, mm. um, if he doesn't do the grocery shopping, he can stay home. You go then and do that grocery shopping. Yeah. And, and, you know, farmers markets are always good to do as well. So as you become more healthy and start making the right choices. And by the way, a lot of people say to me, oh, but my kids won't eat that. And I go, well, it takes them 21 days to kill themselves by not eating. <laughs> You've got plenty of time. Yeah. And I can guarantee they will not go 21 days without eating. You have to become stronger than what those children are. And, and it is about trying to make a healthy alternative. Don't take the food away unless you found an alternative. And if they screw their nose up, you just go, well, this is it. And between the ages of zero and five before they go to school, you have all the control. It's when they go to school that the control is left and they will eat somebody else's lunch or they will sneak something. But if they're going to do that, that's fine. Let them do that at school. But while you're at home, you have that control, breakfast and dinner. And, and that's where I would, I would go. I would just be strong because I often hear people say, oh, yeah, but my kids wouldn't do that. And I go, well, no, it's you that won't do it. Yeah. And if you're a pregnant woman then what you eat and what your husband eats while you're pregnant in the first six months of that baby's life actually does this imprint on that baby that will set them up for the rest of their lives. So if you're eating McDonald's and you're not eating well in that six months thinking that that's okay and then you're complaining that the kids won't eat vegetables and, and they want that type of food, yeah. then, you know, make bed sleep in it. Yeah. So... I think we need to get to our, our women and our men before they become pregnant. And that's, you know, that's my aim, is to educate people to do that. And because we're, we're losing it. We're losing it with our kids. They're getting sicker and sicker. And, and I have mothers come up to me after a talk and tears in their eyes saying, have one autistic, one Asperger's, one with allergies, one with yeah. this. It's scary. Yeah. And I like, I like go, oh, my gosh, what have we done? Mm. What have um, our whole paradigm around sickness care? It's not health care. And I think it's about starting step by step, get the book Changing Habits, Changing Lives. It's a really good start. Yeah, it's great. It's um, a classic. It's a classic. And then from after that, there's, there's so many more things that can take you further and further to more knowledge and better health. Mm. So, I mean, if we're going to have to think bigger picture here, like what can the average person do to help society live better right now? Mm -hmm. I know it's a big challenge. I know it's a big question to ask, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's about looking at ethical and sustainable producers and mm. go and use your dollar to, you know, look at um, helping people that are ethical and sustainable. So if you stop buying at the grocery store, if you're the sole person who stops buying at the grocery store, they don't care. Yeah. But you taking that money and going to your local farmer's market and supporting your local farmers is huge to them. It could even save their farm. Mm. 
So I look at, let's look in our local community first and start buying from our local people. And most people around the world are able to do this because farmers markets are becoming bigger and bigger. And and I'm even noticing farmers markets are starting to open up during the week, not just Saturday and Sunday, you know. So, um, you know, like Byron Bay, they have a Thursday morning farmers market and you're only allowed in that market if you are within a 200 kilometre radius. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. And you have to produce your food. You have to make the food, produce the food. You cannot be buying it from another market. It's, And I think this is going to be a trend. Yes. So that's where I would start. I would just start there. Buy from your local farmer's markets to start with. And then for foods you can't buy in your local farmer's markets, find companies that are ethical and sustainable. And, and that's why Changing Habits has started. Yeah. Changing Habits started because we didn't want to supply fruits, vegetables, meats and dairy. We wanted to supply foods you couldn't get, such as Himalayan salt or rapidura sugar or you know, the Inki Inchi, which can't be, well, isn't being produced or the chia seed. These these are the types of food that are what I call not necessarily superfoods because to me a herb that you've got from your local market is a superfood. These are, are foods that can't be grown in your local area but are almost functional in then that they have higher proportions of like vitamin c or omega-3s or things like that so that's great so i'm gonna ask you sort of one last question i'm gonna ask you a couple of things about your courses and stuff but um the last question i'll ask is if you were 20 again you know or you actually you met your 20 year old self Mm. right what's the advice you give her Uh, educate knowledge i think that's number one is as when I was in my 20s, I had one or two mentors. I had mm-hmm. Bernard Jensen and Dorothy Hall. Mm-hmm. We are so lucky that there are amazing mentors out there. Look at podcasting. Yeah. You know, like, you can get all your information for free. Like, how many hours have you guys done? How many? Um, yeah, so it's three years, you know, yeah. multiplied by, you know, 150, probably 75 hours. Exactly. Plus, yeah. And we were figuring out our hours. Yeah. And we you do, do double you. <laughs> You've done more hours. And we always go over. We always go 10 minutes over or something. And I figured we've done 100 hours of free download for people to get information, not only about food that I do, but mindset and, you know, life. life. And we interview our friends and we, yeah, education. Educate yourself. Become knowledgeable. Understand that you have the power before you become pregnant and before you marry in order to change the course of a person's life. And give them the best that they can get so that they can be fully functioning human beings that will then go on to change not only themselves but be influencers around the world. Mm. And that's what we're trying to do. I look at my three children and I know I'm a mum and I, you know, I'm one eyed, but I really do look at my three children as change agents. Mm. In in every part of their life, they they bring inspiration to me and I know they inspire other people, like Tania. You know, she has a blog and a, a Facebook page, which is Tanya O'Meara Surfing Foodie. Yeah. She's 20 years old. I know, that's she, amazing. I've seen some of it. Yeah. It's great. She she's, knows where she's going in life. She's, she's such a foodie. She does not put anything into her body that she knows will hinder it in any way for her not to be able to be physically, mentally and emotionally the best that she can be. Mm. And then Casey, you know, she's so dedicated to that. And Brogan, he will not break his lifestyle and and how he chooses to live his life as far as the food he eats, who he is as a human being, how he reacts with people. I, like, I, I'm inspired by them. I think it's really interesting, you know, uh, that 
I think it's important for listeners to know is that it doesn't happen just because of one conversation, oh, no. you know, or a couple of months of conversation. Like, I mean, you were the mom and you were there constantly. I'm sure they battled against you. And I'm sure, yes, yeah, 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 they right, did. I just want to make sure, right? Especially Casey. She was, she, she was my my the one. one. She, you know what she did? She was a thinker. Yeah. And she would challenge me on some things, and I would, I would go, you know, right, honey, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I think that that's a really important thing to do as a parent mm-hmm. is to say, you know, you're right, sweetie, and I'm sorry, and let's work this out. Mm. That's great. I think that's great advice, and it's. Uh, I think it's. It gives hope for parents to know that you know you might not. They, the kids might not listen to you today, but mm. tomorrow is another day. Yeah. It's about you know every day just plugging away and uh, creating a life, and then now they become people that are now they influence right. Mm. They're, they're influencers and really become change agents for the world, and uh, and that's that's fantastic to hear. I'd love to know about your new program that's coming up. You know, you, yeah. we talked about it last night over dinner. You're, you're having this big program for for a lot of people who who really just want to dive deeper into learning more about nutrition so can you i don't know if you're able to announce it or not but oh yeah yeah definitely so this could be wild this guy's exclusive yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know we have always trusted our general practitioners to be the ones that know everything that when we go to them we give our responsibility away to them and they say oh you have this thing take this drug and I think that whole realm is changing because we're realizing they don't know everything and they're not helping us and the thinking that has got us into this problem or this situation is not the thinking that's going to get us out of it so over the years that I've been teaching people have always come up to me and said I wish I knew what you knew I don't know where to start what do I do you know how do I help my family and and when they come up to me and they're like this I think oh my gosh, you've got so much to learn. You know, let's just take it step by step. So Changing Habits was all about that, but it wasn't enough. So there are people that have done Changing Habits, have done everything, and they want to know more. They have a thirst for knowledge, and they want to take responsibility for their health as well as the health of their family. So in order to do that, you must have knowledge and education, as I've been talking about this whole half hour. So what I've, I've done is that I knew that I couldn't do it by myself. I just did not have the time and I didn't have the expertise to put a course together. So I, I manifested. I, I really did. I went, right, who is it that I want? I want someone who has a PhD in biomedical science. I want someone who's done research in health modalities. I want somebody who is open to suggestion that even though they may not be thinking the way I'm thinking, they're open to suggestion. I want somebody who is on the coast. I want a male. I don't know why I wanted a male. I just put this in out there that I wanted a male. Um, and, and that might sound sexist to somebody, but that, I don't know what it was. It could be a just a balancing. Yeah, maybe it was because we're an all-female office, <laughs> except for poor Howie. And so I put it out there, and I'd been putting it out there for probably six months. And when I went to my HR girl and I told her what I wanted, he had moved to the coast from Ballarat, from Federation University, where he headed up the research in diabetes and, oh, my gosh, so many other things. And he walked into my room and I went, he's it. I didn't want to interview anybody else. I knew that he was the one. And so he started April 1st this year. 
2014. And um, he has been working solely 40 hours a week, uh, five days, you know, five days on this program, which is very science-based because that's what the layperson wants as well as our doctors, our chiropractors want it. Everybody wants it science-based. So it's a course that has 12 modules in it. it. It enables people to understand that when they walk into their doctor and their doctor says, your cholesterol's high, they can say, well, What's my LDL? What's my HDL? And have you done um, all the LDL factors? You know, you know, there's different weight factors and there's different size factors of LDL, which makes the difference. And what's my triglycerides? Because that will tell me whether I'm eating way too many carbohydrates. Or, all right, you've given me my thyroid um, information, but you've only tested my TSH. What about my T3 and my T4? You know, so I might be. Everybody might be going, "Oh my God, she's speaking gobbledygook," but by the end of the course. I'm not speaking gobbledygook. You will have the knowledge that will give you the responsibility to take your health into your own hands and to question Mm. your doctor because he will not know as much as what you will know by the end of this course. So we start with philosophy because that's really important. Mm. So we talk about the philosophy of vitalism and we also talk about cultural anthropology because that's where I started. So it's a 12-month education course online. We actually released it last month to our database and in 12 hours it was totally filled Mm. for the first intake and probably the second third and fourth intake but what we've decided because we realized we didn't had no idea that it would be so popular popular, because this is what people want so what we've decided to do is that the first intake is february 2015 and that will probably give us about three months to know what we need in administration, in staff, in team, in educators, etc., in order for the next intake uh, to be far greater. So the best thing that people can do is go to changinghabits.com.au. Go to, there's um, at the top you'll see there's home and all of those um, tabs. Go to education tab, fill out that you are interested in doing this, and we will be in contact with you. Fantastic. Well, it sounds great. Yeah. It sounds like a, a fantastic course. Mm. And from that discussion uh, I had last night, so I'm looking forward to seeing mm. how the, the more change agents you're actually going to be able to create from this course. And more empowering, that's one of the ways, I think, yeah. is to be able to create the world, changing the world society and the world of thinking is mm. having more people who are more educated about it and uh, challenging the system, you know, so which yeah. is fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed this interview. Thank you so much for mm. being part of it, and thanks for being on the Wellness Guys show again. This is the Wellness Guys on the Road, which is fantastic. If listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go check out Up for a Chat. Go to wellnesscouch.com. Check out Sanumera on the Up for a Chat podcast with Kim Morrison and uh, Karen Smith. They have their own hour-long podcast, and this is why this one went a little over simply because she's used to the hour-long format. Uh, but I just so interested. I, I, didn't, I, you know, I didn't even look at the time. So, but more importantly, go to um, while you're there, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash The Wellness Guys, and also The Wellness Couch, and uh, you know, share this information with other people. It's so important for other people to hear this message and for us to change the world. So go out there and uh, and listen and spread the word. Thanks, guys. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. If you're loving the Wellness Couch podcast, then you'll absolutely love our special once-only free four-part webinar series starting Thursday, October 30. Join me and my Wellness Guys co-host plus Marcus Pierce from 100 Not Out and Inside the Champion's Mind as we dive deep into the hot topics of wellness over four consecutive weeks. Brett Hill will kick us off by showing you how to be fab and fit in five. 
I'll be presenting What the F and discussing the big bad F words when it comes to food. Lawrence Tam will leave you inspired with a magnificent mindset. And MP will reveal his 10-step formula to mastering your life. These webinars are absolutely free and they go for an hour each. And they take place every Thursday night from October 30 until November 20. To get access, you must sign up. So simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com or check out The Wellness Couch on Facebook. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.